the Dino Babe. By the way, that's from the like like what is a coach supposed to do? In eight years, he's had two winning seasons at Syracuse. Uh, they lost to Virginia Tech. Uh, 38 to 10. That looked like a Frank Beamer, a Virginia Tech team. Rushed for 318 yards, eight sacks, and a safety. Um, so that happened. Pitt, we could have blown up Pitt. Pat Narduzzi trashing his own players, at least by implication, sort of, after the game. I mean, saying he didn't do a good job of replacing the well, he players said we, on his I mean, roster. Basically, what he said was, we knew we lost players. And I didn't do a good job of replacing them. We don't have good. Well, look at their record. No, no, it's true. Like, that, that, that is always true. Yeah. If you are one of the current players, you might. Oh, I, I get it. But at the same time, if you're one of the current players, aren't what, you sitting there going uh, like, you know what? We are Hard playing. to argue. It's 58-7. Uh, so there you go. What are you doing with USC beating Cal 50-49? to That was wildly entertaining. Um, I watched way too much of that game. That was one of those games where you're watching it and you're going, what am I doing here? Cal because, Cal had their third string quarterback and they had seven touchdown drives. Now, he's their third he was to start Quote the year that he's their best quarterback. Right. It's like they're offensively. But the bigger deal is what happened to Cal's defense? Like they used to be this Wilcox would be incompetent on offense and then And they'd they, have Right, yeah, always they have pretty good defense, defense. But I mean, shout out to the officials for allowing essentially assault on the two point play. But I still think USC is going to sneak up and beat one of these teams and ruin someone's, like, are they going to beat Washington this this week? Maybe. Like, I still think they're going to be good enough to, in one of these big games, ruin somebody's season. I would be remiss if I did not point out that my North, we, North Northwestern go Wildcats, go Cats, beat Maryland 33-27. to 27. They were 1-11 last year. They obviously had the, uh, the scandal. Uh, ran off their coach, lawsuits, everything else. They are now four and four, uh, two and three in the big. They could be headed to a bowl game, Jeffrey. Shout out the Big Ten West. Go <laughs> either that or go Cats, mm-hmm. one or the other. Uh, listen, if you're looking at the Grizzly season and deciding it would be good to drink martinis, I got the place for you. Bounty on Broad on Wednesdays uh, between five and six, 25 cent martinis at Bounty on Broad. Also, half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine on Wednesday. It is wine down Wednesday. Honestly, look how chilly it is out there. This would be the perfect night, even if you go by yourself. I got no problems, by the way, going to a restaurant by myself. You can go sit at the bar. You get a couple of martinis. Get the lamb shank with the Gouda grits. Get the Brussels if you like. The Brussels are great. Like, all this is like your perfect, like, fall you know, cold, it's kind of nasty out, and you're tucking into a lamb shank. And the Gouda grits, I don't know how they do them, but they're absolutely spectacular. It is Brownie on Broad, 410-8131, 410-8131, Broad Avenue. Chris Harrington joins us next, and after that, Partha Padyai, both from the Daily Memphis. We have a busy second hour. It is the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm Tristan Crick with BetQL. The Raiders travel to Detroit tonight to play the first place Lions, and if you're surprised that they're in first place in the NFC North, you haven't been paying attention. I love the over 46, and here's why. Vegas last week gave up 30 points to the Bears and have a last place defense in the NFL, while the Lions, normally Tufty, gave up 38 points to the Ravens. So look for this game to blow well past the over of 46. I'm Tristan Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you feeling the pinch of rising mortgage payments now that your COVID forbearance has come to an end? If it's more than you can financially handle, reach out to Jen Karstensen and Live Love Memphis at the Real Estate Agency today. They understand everyone's situation is unique and are here to help you explore your options to take advantage of the equity you've built. Before you sell to an investor, you owe it to yourself to make sure you're not giving the house away. Call them today at 901-652-5200 or email at sold at livelovememphis.com. Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers are back for the 2023-24 season with an exciting, experienced roster. This crew is on the hunt for another conference championship and a third straight trip to the NCAA tournament. 
We have a variety of ticket packages to work with for your schedule. So come watch the Tigers host Vanderbilt, Virginia, Clemson, and final four participant, Florida Atlantic. For more information and tickets, visit GoTigersGoTix.com today. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark. Oh, who moved the couch? So that's what we're doing right now, in fact, is I try and feel around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, cactus? Can I get a little help over here? Yeah, bro, just let me finish this boss battle. Sure, go ahead. Medic! Now you can get fast, reliable internet on the Xfinity 10G network and get storm-ready Wi-Fi when you upgrade, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Only from Xfinity. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Storm-ready Wi-Fi limited to customers within range of 4G LTE cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30 slash 7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. For more details, visit Xfinity.com slash stormready. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Emily, who helps clients create a plan to build the future they want. Like a wedding, having kids, or retirement. All real achievements her clients have shared photos of. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. Now's the time to get your place ready for company with up to 40% off select online bath at the Home Depot because the holidays are coming to town. And so are your friends, your family, and their friends and family. So let the Home Depot help get your bathroom guest ready with the Tabana Vanity and the Matte Black Oswell Faucet from Glacier Bay. For more storage and a new modern look, refresh your space with up to 40% off select online bath. Plus, get free delivery on all online vanities and faucets from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Today, partly cloudy with a low of 40, high 51. Weather brought to you by Barbasol Shaving Cream. Choose Barbasol Shaving Cream for a thick lather and a close, comfortable shave. Barbasol, the American original for over 100 years. Better by Barbasol. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Jeff's guests appear the on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Hawkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. They call it Snowy Monday, but Tuesday's just as bad. Winds is worse, loud and thirst is also sad. The eagle flies on Friday, and Saturday I go out to play. Back on the Jeff Gawkins show, let's do this Chris Harrington deal. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. Rediscovered downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Hawkins Show. Chris Henry joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Stormy Monday Blues by one of my very favorite Memphis singers, the late, great Bobby Blue Bland, in honor of the weather today and the uh, Grizzlies' mood as they return home tonight. And this is what I'd say. All right, so they're 0-3. Yep. What do you think? Um, they, they, they've got a lot of problems. They have avenues to addressing most of those problems. Um, they're 0-3, but they're not like like record wise I think there are four teams that don't have a win mm-hmm. so you, you put them like 27th I guess if you want to be generous you know in terms of record they're 22nd in point differential I think that's a more accurate assessment of how they've played you know I, they they've been struggling to score period they've struggled to defend whenever Jaron Jackson's not on the floor right. um they've actually defense has been great when Jaron hasn't been on the floor 
Um, and so, like, they got a lot of holes to plug. They have so, some means to start plugging them in the days ahead. But, I mean, it's disappointing to, to be 0-3, but you watch the games and, like, you know, you come out game one and you got all these issues and now you're a little, maybe, maybe a little shell-shocked by you didn't right. expect to open without Steven Adams and Santi Aldama. You're playing against a New Orleans team that rare for on a rare occasion has their four best players all on the floor and you play poorly, you lose. You come back against Denver, and I think we all thought they were going to get run off the floor against Denver, right. and instead it was a really good game, and you lose a close one. You know, I think they lost by like six to Denver. Denver's victory tour continued on Oklahoma City. They won by 35 the next game at Oklahoma City. Right. And then you go to Washington, and now it's like the second night of a back-to-back on the road, third game in four nights. Washington didn't play the night before. They're rested, and you just run out of gas. Um, and so, like, it's disappointing to be 0-3, but when you watch the three games, like, I, I, I'm not that concerned about it. Depends on sort of what your expectations are. Right. To me, what's happened with the Grizzlies in a big picture sense is that the ceiling is lowered. But, like, I never, like, you know, remember, like, the golden days of three weeks ago when John Hollinger and Kevin Pelton were right. predicting him to finish first in the West? Like, that's gone. That's right. not going to happen. But right. I didn't think that was going to happen to begin with. Right. Um. All right, well, let's first take the injuries. Um, Santi's still out. Canard's still out. Yeah, I mean, it's day-to-day stuff with him. On the, on the road trip at the, some point. I think the back. expectation, it's not a promise, but the yeah. expectation is they will both reappear on the road trip. Yeah. I mean, Santi's got a, a sprained ankle listed day-to-day. It's the kind of thing where everyone will be upset that they're not playing, but, like, he sprained his ankle. And right. so, like, at some point, like, it'll, it'll be healthy enough and he'll play on it. And with Canard, like, once you have to enter the concussion protocol – that's a league protocol that you have to follow all these steps. It's not right. just not a, just a team decision to throw him back out on the floor. He has to go through all these tests and pass all these tests, and you got to go through all this stuff. And so I think my sense is that they expect both. They don't know, but they expect both will, will reappear at some point on the road trip. And so will Bismack Biombo, more than likely. Yeah, and Biombo just a minute. So the, yeah, so the problem is, is not only are the you know is is Tillman starting and whatever else, but then the deep bench is pressed into service because your first right, your your first wave of bench players aren't available. Yeah, that's probably been the biggest problem. Is that if you look at their starting lineup when the start when all five have played together, this was true in game one, but it's true through three games too. They've been good when their starting lineup has been on the floor. Their, their net rating is plus six with their starting lineup. Um, that's because they've been great on defense. They still right. can't score. Right, that's got 104, 104, and then whatever it was the other night. I don't know. One, yeah. So I mean, they, yes, they haven't been able to score. Yeah. So so, but but they've really gotten hammered when they've gone to the bench, and it's you know the the Canard stuff in game one was a disaster. We hope that will not be the case when he comes right. back. The Laravia minutes have been a disaster. Derrick Rose had a nice game against Denver, but for the most part, the Derrick Rose minutes have not been, gone well, and so. But you're playing, I mean, you're basically playing three guys full rotation who probably should not be in the rotation of a good team right now. But guess what? You got five guys out, you know? Um, Bismack Biombo, uh news came over the weekend. I think a lot of people had sort of thought he might be the name. Uh, he was the first name most people thought uh, yeah, of. His exactly. first one I mentioned, yeah. yeah. He's a, a defensive presence, uh, former seventh, seventh pick overall, but he's been sort of a journeyman big, but he does defend the rim. He rebounds. And the point you're making earlier, defensively, they've been really good when Jaron's on the floor, terrible when he's off the floor. He gives you at least some of that, right? A, yeah, that's one of the holes they need to plug, and he's going to help plug that specific hole. He's a bad offensive player, so he's not going to help right. that. But I think he's going to play. I think once once they get him sort of into the mix, he's going to be in the rotation as the backup center. He's not going to start. Tillman's been pretty good. Um, he's He'll be the backup center. He'll probably play primarily with Santi Aldama. That'll be sort of your second unit reserve stuff. And they'll probably have – they're still going to have some times when, like, Tillman and Aldama are playing together. But I think they'll probably try to have either Jaron or Biombo on the floor most of the time because one of the problems they've had in addition to not being able to score is when you watch these games and Jaron's not out there and it's like, you know, I don't know, Tillman and Roddy or Tillman right. and Moravia. There's just no resistance right. at the rim at all. So he'll help in that regard. He'll help the rebounding some, but he'll help the defensive presence at the rim more. Um, so we'll see. He played 61 games with a good Suns team last year, started 14. Um, he's got some history organizationally in the sense that Rich Cho's, one of the Grizzlies uh, front office people, Rich Tro, which, uh, excuse me, Rich Cho drafted him initially in, in Charlotte. Charlotte. So so there's some personal history there. Um, and, you know, I think they feel like he's going to help. 
again, he's going to be the ninth, tenth man in a rotation. So you know, you don't put too much into it. But I think they think two more games, two more games, right? And then they'll be able to. They will be able to sign him on the road trip. It's been reported. I'm sure Ronnie reported this, and the report is accurate. I can confirm that. Not that you need me to confirm it. But they're not going to talk about it. So Taylor Jenkins uh, shoot around today. People actually, he they won't ask about it because the coaches don't talk shoot around anymore. But if he gets asked about it before the game tonight, he's going to say we can't talk about that. Because right. they haven't actually signed it yet, uh, and then presumably some sort of a ramp up period, or as you think gets thrown. I, I don't know. Quickly. I yeah. don't know what his condition I, is. I right? think it seems history suggests that they he, they probably may not play him the first game after right. he signed, but I think he'll be in in the mix fairly soon. Yeah, you mentioned avenues to get better besides the return of health uh, uh, for Aldama and Canard and the addition to uh, of of Bambo. Is there are you thinking of other avenues? Well, Those no. are the avenues. Right? Well, and, and Ja ultimately. And so, <laughs> right. so, so you have no you have no rim presence defensively when Jaron's on the bench. Biombo helps that. Your bench is a disaster overall. Canard and Aldama help that. You have problems scoring. Canard and Aldama help I'm that back. to some degree, but really, you're waiting for Ja to really fix that problem. But, but, but that's it. And not to say they won't make some trade later on or whatever. But again, I don't think they're. They are desperate to do so right now. I think I think they're going to add these three bitch players in in the next week or so, see if they can stabilize their situation, and then you bring Ja back. You know, and at this point, twenty two games. You know, right? Uh, yeah, I know that's not all about W's and L's. I did. I thought it was very generous of me. Friday, I offered Jeffrey eleven and fourteen as a record that he could lock in, right. and he declined. I'm re-offering it to Jeffrey, and now that means they're they're a 500 team over the next 22. He still declined. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll take my chances on that because I don't think it. If it's worse than that, it's not going to be much worse. And so I think there's more upside than downside from that number. Right. At some point, like, well, so tonight you got Dallas. I mean, the night. The good thing is you got two games against Portland coming coming up. Yeah, it right? feels Utah, like a W is there. Utah, yeah. I think, is not very good. Right. Um, I, I watched. I watched them a little bit over the weekend. Their backcourt is a mess. I don't think that team's very good. I think Portland is bad, bad right, right. now because I don't think Scoot Henderson. Everyone wanted, you know, excited about the right. flashy rookie. I don't think he's going to be good anytime soon. Right. And so I don't. And those games are on the road. Exactly. Like you, right. I mean, you're probably not going to win all three. Like I think you'd be happy to go two and one. So you don't take it for granted. Right. But like those teams aren't very good. You know. Uh, what have you seen from? Have you seen any of Dallas so far? Look at the box scores. I haven't watched them play, but like Lucas playing great, right. and, and the, the rookie Derek Lively has been able to step in, and like you know, well, it's early, we'll see, but that team's off to a nice start, and so um, I think it'll be interesting tonight to watch. Does Marcus Smart get the Luca assignment, and what right. that looks like? That's a good subplot to the game night because they got Kyrie to worry about too, right? And so you know, that's something so, something to look for there. Dallas's offense has been great, which is not a surprise. Defense has been pretty mediocre, also not a surprise. So can the Grizzlies, with a day's rest and with a mediocre defense at home, can they get their offense flowing a little bit better? One of the points you made, you wrote a column uh, off of Friday's uh, close loss, and one of the points you made is that, if we're looking for reasons for optimism here, is that some of the players they are now relying on look like, and maybe in too big roles, given the absence of Ja, look like... When this team, if this team, if and when this team is healthy, right. Tillman, Smart, and honestly, I don't know if you mentioned him Friday, but then Zaire yesterday. Yeah. Like all those players are looking like players who might slot in well with around the stars. Yeah, I think Marcus Smart in particular has been good, but he's gonna he's gonna look a lot better when Ja is back. The thing right. to remember about Smart is that I know, like you know, you're missing Ja for 25 games. Well, we got Marcus Smart. He was not signed primarily because of Jaws' absence. He was signed primarily for Jaws' presence. Right. Like, that's the idea. Like, you can really argue whether, like, the Grizzlies would be better off now with Tyus Jones versus Marcus Smart. But once Jaws' back, that's no longer an argument. Because right. Smart is not just a backup point guard. He's going to start on the wing and be the backup point guard. And he's a guy who can, I think, stabilize second units on the ball and then, you know, wreak havoc defensively off the ball with Ja. And I think, you know— if he's in a role where you're not asking him to do as much offensively, which will be the case, I think he'll be all the better. And again, who knows after three games? Physically, looks fine, right? Uh, you know, one of the questions there was— He's not, like, flying around the floor, but that's not his right, game, right? Yeah, he right. Look, but he looks fine, yeah. Uh, and Tillman? 
I think Tillman's been good. Tillman has been good with like hard limitations on what he's capable of doing. But within those limitations, he's been good. Um, He is shooting the three comfortably. He's making some. Like, I don't know what percentage is yet. It may not be great, but like, I, you know, he made, I think, two against Washington. He looks comfortable doing that. That's expanded his game offensively. He's really good at getting steals and deflections and sort of making plays defensively below the rim, not making plays above the rim. So you don't have the shot blocking. But I think he's been a good fit. He's rebounding well. And, like, you know, I, I think, again, you know, if you're playing him 30-something minutes a game, you're asking a lot. But you're going to about to add Santi Aldama and Bizabak Biombo. And so I think I think Tillman's going to stay the starting center and, and, and could be for the rest of the season. Zaire? Thoughts on Zaire? Um, he's, he's, he's hitting the boards, which they really need, which is good to see. Um, and he's making some plays like inside the arc. I, I think that they found a way, even without Ja, to use his verticality. I, I, I have no idea if this is true, but my sense is he's probably leading the team in dunks, you know, through three right. games. Um, he's made some threes, but he's also taken a lot right. to make a th- to, make, to make some. He'll be unlocked when Ja comes back, like so many of them. Yes, no, like, I think he, he, he mean, will like, be helped. Yes, he will be helped. He'll be helped a lot by playing with Ja. But I don't think that impacts the three-point shooting no, not that much. No. And so I think if you look at the percentage-wise, even though he's made some, he's below 30%, he really needs to get that up to that league average 35%. And he needs to get, get it up to where, where Dylan Brooks is now. Dylan Brooks shooting over 50% from three. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see on that one. But I think generally generally encouraging. I, I certainly, you know, the idea that, that Zaire and Roddy and LaRavia, were, there was sort of a battle among those guys. It's pretty clear that Zaire should be playing, should be at the top of, of that pecking order. It's a, and indeed, it's clear that Roddy's second and is third. Yep. Um, among them. Okay, and how about the two stars, Jaron and Dez? Your thoughts? Um, I think they've both had disappointing starts. Um, but I, I, to me, that's not really my concern. It's, they have not been the problem. It's that they haven't been enough of the solution. Right. Um, you know, Dez, I think, is struggling a little bit with how much he's being asked to create offensively without Ja there. Um, he's really having to work hard and take nervy shots, and there's that kind of stuff. Um, I think Jaron has not been – his usage is something like fifth or sixth on the team, and, like, it needs to be, like, second or third. He has not gotten involved enough offensively. He has been like he missed a lot of stuff. Like, he he needs to create more offense, and that's partly on him and partly on the team. But Jaron, Jaron, you know, whenever the Jaron topics come up, I can sort of feel myself sounding like more of a Jaron defender, and it's partly just right. that I, the way I watch him is a little bit differently than the way I I perceive a lot of fans watching him, and I feel like I'm talking about Marcus all all over again. Like I don't know if people would would predict like the Grizzlies are zero and three. They've won Jaron Jackson's minutes. Like he has not played right. well personally, and he's the only the only rotation player across this played all three games where they actually have won the minutes when he's been on the floor. And so they need to get more out of him offensively, but like they just really need him on the floor. They're way better when he's on the floor. Um. All right. It is funny. I was looking back. Uh, it's interesting how the the pressure does build. It maybe them fan. I don't know what it feels like in the locker room. Obviously, but. 0-3, oh, like, uh, yeah. starts to feel daunting. That Hubie year, they were 0-13. Oh, 0-13. Oh, Not the 51 year. No, no. The year that, that Hubie was, was Hubie fired. came in. Hubie when he, the year when Hubie was, came in. They, yeah. They were 0-8 oh, when he was hired. Right. And then, and then they, they lost, lost five, five more. more. Right. 0-13. Oh, Man, they can stack up. So, um, anyway, we'll hope tonight is uh, is win number one. If not, presumably it'll come on the road. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Mountain. You can read his piece on the game Friday. It's up over there, and I'll have more, obviously, this week. If disaster strikes uh, your home, listen, it's cold, uh, and pretty soon we're going to get freezing weather, and maybe your pipes will freeze, and I hope not. And if your pipes freeze and if they burst, who do you call? Service Master by Cornerstone, 901 respond. You need, that's what you need. You need someone who in that moment uh, can help you get on the road to recovery. And they work with every insurance company. They're locally loaned, locally operated. They've got a 24-hour phone line. They will be there and they will help you uh, get right. And whether that's storm damage, smoke damage, again, pipes bursting, mold, they do mold too. 
Um, we've seen what they can do in the biggest of situations. Heck, they helped build a new school in Covington, temporary school in Covington, so kids could go to school. They can certainly, you know, fix your living room or wherever it is, your basement or whatever it is. Uh, it is 901 Respond. It is Service Master by Cornerstone. When we come back, we got more basketball. Parth Padyai was uh, at FedEx Forum yesterday to see the uh, Memphis Tigers take the court for the first time. Uh, and we will talk to him about that and more. It's Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Gabe time, Memphis. Hey, it's Gabe Coon of the Gabe Coon Show. Tonight, Grizzlies and Jared Jackson Jr. host the Dallas Mavericks at 7 p.m. at FedEx Forum. Catch my show from 4 till 6.30 p.m. Then 92.9 FM ESPN will have the pregame from 6.30 till 7. Grizzlies versus Mavericks tonight live on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis' sports station. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge, with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash kickoff. That's harrys.com slash kickoff. Grizz Nation, it's go time. Get back to the grind with your Memphis Grizzlies tonight at 7 p.m. when they host Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets today by calling 901-888-HOOP or visit grizzlies.com. It's time to talk trash, Mid-South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste Connections and Team Waste. When it comes to business lunches, Owen Brennan's has your back and taste buds with our Executive Express Lunch. Eight classic Cajun entrees served quickly for a fantastic price. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Owen Brennan's, where every bite means business. Mom, we're out of potato chips. Teenagers, they'll eat you out of house and home, kind of like health insurance, which can take a big bite out of the family budget. Fortunately, with Farm Bureau Health Plan's Core Choice coverage, we can save $3,600 a year compared to the leading competitor. And we've got better coverage with a lower premium, lower deductible, free telehealth visits, and access to one of the largest networks available. Can we order pizza? (laughs) Visit FBHP.com or your local Farm Bureau office today. At Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, it's time to define luxury in 
in a new way. At every turn, you'll find audacious design, state-of-the-art technology, and exceptional hospitality. We are dedicated to crafting the world's best vehicles, matched by an extraordinary sales-to-service experience for our owners. Prepare to be noticed in the 2023 Genesis G70. This sporty sedan is a force to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6 for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Medi Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, back on the Jeff Calkins Show, joined by Parth Padyai uh, from the Daily Memphian, covers the Memphis Tiger basketball team, and uh, they uh, we just got a first glimpse yesterday as they destroyed, uh, as one would hope, honestly, as they destroyed Lane. But I guess, Parth, from reading your piece, people can read it at the Daily Memphian, I've tweeted it out, he's tweeted it out, from reading your piece, and then honestly just talking to you a little bit here off the re- mm-hmm. off the air, you were impressed. I was. I was. Highly, um, highly impressed. Highly, I mean, they won by 57 points, right? They did win by 57 points. Like last year, we saw Memphis open their season against CBU. Yeah. And they had to eke out a nine-point eek. win. Yeah, yeah, eek. That's probably yeah, the best eek. way to put it. Eek, yeah. Um, but no, yesterday was a you know thorough ass-whooping, right? Like, it, okay, it was impressive. Who was the single most impressive? I'm only going to give you one. You can only give me one name here. The single most impressive Memphis Tiger yesterday. Yeah, I think that's kind of a, a easy question almost after what we saw yesterday. David Jones, man, like he led the team in, in points and rebounds and assists. Uh, he's kind of a guy that can do a little bit of everything and kind of you know brings that team together. Um, and you pointed out in the piece, score. he's also kind of the alpha too. He's because they're emerging as a as a as a personality, a strong character on the team? Yeah, and, and you know, we'd asked Penny um, kind of throughout the offseason, especially as these weeks have gotten closer to the, the actual season, about, you know, who's emerged as, as that leader, as that number one option. And he's like, um, he's like, you know, nobody really has separated themselves, right, between the group of Javon Quinterly, Kayla Mills, David Jones, Jordan Brown. But when I spoke to Penny one-on-one in, uh, in Dallas at AAC Media Day earlier this month, he kind of said that, um, David Jones had started to kind of assert himself almost, right, as right. that leader, as that alpha. Um, and he has the personality to go with it. And yesterday we saw that on the court. So what's his game like? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised because we knew he could fill it up, right? Like we knew that at St. John's, like he has a reputation for that. We and he's he reputation as a rebounder. He has a reputation exactly. particularly as a rebounder. But his playmaking, like the guy had five assists yesterday. And, you know, at times without Javon Quinterly, um, not that he was running point, David Jones, but – um, you would see David Jones with the ball creating for others often, you know, whether it be driving to the driving to the hoop and kicking it back out or, you know, finding somebody inside or whatever it may be. All He's going to be an all-conference player. Is that your prediction? Is he going to be the team's leading scorer? It's, it's Who's so, going to be the team's so leading scorer? Say, I know it's early. They played a Division you can II revise, team. Just a minute ago, you were raving about how they beat him by 57. Now it's like, oh, well, it's a Division II <laughs> team. 
So uh, now we, we, we give you, we'll, I'll give you a fresh guess whenever, occasionally, but I'm, I don't know who you said was going to be the leading scorer last time. And of course, we don't know if DeAndre is going to be here or not. But assuming, I said DeAndre last time. If I think DeAndre you said DeAndre, eligible. and you still, so, so but, you, you, last time you said DeAndre. Okay, of the players who are currently eligible, who's the leading scorer on this team? I think it's David Jones. I think that's their scorer, and I think that is, um, you know, like we just discussed, one of their top two options. I think Javon Quinterly is their most important player, right, as the point guard, as the conductor, uh, the straw that stirs the drink, if you will. But I think David Jones is their most dynamic player and their, and their leading scorer, uh, I would presume. And what's his personality like? He, they, he, was, he was one of the folks who they brought, Malco and David Jones, they brought to the press conference? He was. He was. He's kind of like a, kind of has that big personality. Um, and this is Penny's words, not mine, right? He said, Penny said back in Dallas that he has that um, kind of Dominican flair to him, if you will, you know? Right. Um, it's interesting because because of the turnover, it really is a process every year of getting to know both their games and, you know, you want to, as a fan, you want to kind of fall in love with these players. Exactly. Now, and people, for Kendrick, they did. Like, it didn't Instantly. Ta- instantly. And it helped that he was so open in his pressers. Like, he... he it, it, that's why that stuff matters, by the way, is that hard sleep, it's yeah. not just the way he played. The way he played was, but if Kendrick played the way he played and then just said, I'm just here to win games and nothing else, it would not, he would not have had the emotional connection. People connected no. with him as a human being. Exactly. The story that you wrote and his story, but then the way he talked about his relationship with Penny and like, you want to fall in love with players and it is, it's a little more like it's it's a sped up process because you're they're only here for a year. For so sure. David Yonch feels like he's going to be someone who's going to be easy for Memphis fans to follow up with. Absolutely, he feels like you know similar to the way Kendrick and Kendrick's a one on one, right? He's like a unicorn almost right. in yeah. terms of a Memphis Tigers basketball yeah. being a one 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 and done Tiger guy yeah. that the city kind of embraced. Um, you know, Kendrick threw his arms around Memphis and Memphis did it right back. And I think David Jones is going to be one of those guys with his personality. Um, with this kind of charisma that um, the city's going to fall in love with, obviously, as long as he's doing what he did last night on the basketball court. That shouldn't be too hard. The other double-figure scorers, uh, Jordan Brown with 14, Malco with 14 in 16 minutes, also six rebounds, three steals, and two blocks. uh, Filled it up in his 16 minutes. Uh, Ashton Hardaway uh, hit his first three threes, ended up with 13 points. Caleb Mills with 11, as you pointed out, Javon Quinterly wasn't there. Um, it wasn't, didn't play because of hyperextended knee. Right. Um, and so Caleb Mills got the start at point guard. Two players I want to ask you about in particular. One is Malco. We've seen good Malco before. Like, there's been bursts of good Malco before. Does he look physically like his either injuries and or conditioning have put a hard ceiling on how much you expect out of Malco. Right. And obviously here he's going to be backing up Jordan Brown. So that is another sort of ceiling. But did he look like the same Malco or did he look like a different Malco? He looked like a different Malco. And I think you mentioned the injuries and, and kind of um, the conditioning as well. But Which go along with injury stuff too. Right. But people yeah. have also ragged on his motor. You know, whether it's fair or yes. not, I don't know. But um, the Malcolm we saw yesterday was very, very engaged. He was um, He was hustling up and down the floor. Um, you know, running the loose balls. There's one time in the second half where he he caught the ball like on the elbow, right, like the top mm-hmm. of the um, top of the key area. Squares his guy up and takes the dude off the dribble. <laughs> you know, right. I I'd never seen Malcolm Dandridge do that. I didn't know so, he had that in his bag. So you yeah. think it's real? You think we will see a? <laughs> oh, you saw the face Malcolm. I just made. Right. Well, it, it was not a. It was not. By the way, it was not a. Uh, unpleasant face. It was a quizzical. It was a, hmm, I don't know what to say about that face. Like, ah, I'm not sure I'm willing to go that far face. That's what it was. Exactly. Um, and, and the reason I, I say that is, you know, we saw Malcolm come out of the gate kind of quick last year. Obviously, in the exhibitions, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in shape and didn't play very many minutes um, last yeah, year. Yeah, no, you, were ready, to, you but, were ready to unleash a Malco story. Oh, um, remember the yeah. the game he had against Vanderbilt, like yep. in the opener? He, he looked um, very impressive and looked in shape and all that. But I think the difference this year is, People are raving about him. People in the program are raving about him. Penny has publicly said multiple times that Malcolm is, his word, not mine, dominating this preseason. Dominating. Penny, Penny Hardaway said Malcolm Dandridge is dominating this preseason, and he's not the only one who feels that way, so I think that is uh, super encouraging. Ashton Hardaway, are they going to be able to keep him off the court? Is he going to have a regular role? Obviously, is a shot maker, 
size. Your thoughts? I think he's the best shooter on this team. Um, and it's a decent shooting team, isn't it? It is. It's a good shooting team. I it's think it's going to be better than team. a decent shooting team. Yeah, you got um, Ashton Hardaway, and you've got Jonathan Pierre. Uh, Jaden Hardaway can knock a couple down every now and then. Jaquan Walton. Um, and that's just naming a few, right? So you've got guys who can space the floor, but you know Ashton Hardaway and Penny talked about this after the game. You know, being a guy who's six foot eight right. and can and can stroke it, can shoot it like that. Um, Penny threw him in the same category as guys like Tyler Harris, uh, Landers, Nolly, Lester Quinones. He said, you know, those three guys. Penny believes are, are three of the best shooters he's had in his five years at Memphis, and he believes Lester, Ashton Hardaway. Tyler and Landers, yeah, Correct. different kinds of shooters, but yeah, uh-huh. exactly, yeah. exactly. But he believes Ashton Hardaway belongs in that same category, and that's that's super high praise, I think. So, what's his role going to be? How many minutes? He'll, he'll obviously be coming off the bench for sure, for sure, and twelve minutes a game, something like twelve to fourteen minutes a game, yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have said that back in I don't know, let's say August, right, or you know late July, whatever it may be, because we saw, we saw Carl Scherenfont, you know, do his thing in the DR, right. and, and you're thinking... And it was like, whoa, he's the guy who's going to emerge. Exactly, and there's no way, in my opinion, they don't have minutes for three freshmen, J.J. Right. Taylor, Carl Scherenfont, and Ashton Hardaway. Now, I don't think so J.J.'s going to play they, very much. They have, they, have mission, they have minutes for one freshman? I think they have minutes for one freshman, and I believe that looks like it's Ashton Hardaway based on the fact that he played 19 minutes last night, based on the fact that he was one of the four or sorry, excuse me, one of the five double-digit scorers, and based off the fact that he hit three threes. Uh, anything else strike you? Uh, Caleb Mills, how'd he look? He looked good. Um, he looked good. Obviously, you know, we knew he can, he can fill it up. He scored 11 points in 18 minutes last night. Um, is he the answer at point guard when Javon Quinterly is out? Um, you know, assuming that Javon misses more time or whatever it may be, I don't think so. Um, and even Penny said that after the game that um, – well, Jalen Young then backed him up. Cor- correct. Bunch yeah. of steals, fast. Oh man, yeah, he's exciting too. Is he the? He is the effect. You think he will effectively be the backup point guard? And if so, why Caleb Mills yesterday? Just to literally to get him on the court. I think so. I think you don't want to ego like you want to don't bring him off the bench. Well, no, no, I don't think ego. I think Penny just wanted to roll out who he thought were the best players. were his five most dynamic players, um, and obviously Jaden Hardaway. Right. Um, was inserted there for Javon Quinterly, but um, even Penny said after the game that we could see a completely different starting five on Thursday. He's kind of playing with rotations and kind of figuring out what buttons to press here. Okay, let me ask you about that, because the other thing that was interesting yesterday was he said um, in his remarks after the game, our non-conference is pretty much our season. Oh, man. Now, (laughs) I suppose there are some people who would say, uh, that's disrespectful to the AAC, and they'll lose some game to some AAC team, and it'll be bulletin board material that the conference is whatever. And, I think and it already is bulletin board material may based already on Twitter. Be based on Twitter, and, and so, hey, what did you think of him saying that? But then we all know that's true. Like that, the non-conference is right. Of course, that's assuming you do what you're supposed to do in conference. So that it is critical, but it is interesting because. How much do you then drill down in these games before it gets tough on establishing a firm pecking order, a firm rotation, and not – because one of the ways that Jeffrey read this quote, I think this is true, Jeffrey, was that, oh, it was good to hear him say this because it shows – Maybe there will be some increased urgency on the part of Penny to figure things out as opposed to normally, eh, he figures it out as it goes along. And he does. It's not till conference season that he's in as a firm rotation. Even last season, we saw the right. team so didn't hit do their you, stride till. Do you? I, I'll be honest. I don't really have faith that he is going to. That he is. That he is going to have a fairly settled rotation by the time he starts to play the really meaningful games. I mean, yeah, I don't think he'll have it settled by November sixth when they open against Jackson State. No, 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 no. The be... meaningful games. I mean, the the. So I'm you're talking about December, Clemson, yeah. Virginia, yeah, Vanderbilt, exactly. those type of games. Yeah, I think it's or the tournament, or the oh the battle yeah, for Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Atlanta. Will they when they go to Atlanta have it all like here's our here's our pecking order? I think it'd be unreasonable to expect him to have it all together in the first three weeks of the season, even with right. that monster of a tournament, that monster of an opportunity coming up. I think, you know, obviously it falls on Penny and his staff first and foremost to establish that pecking order and figure out the rotation, but it's also on players, right, to right. be able to buy in and, and not whine or complain about minutes and, and not 
Um, I gather it all from that perspective. It all looked hunky dory yesterday. Everyone seems happy. I mean, when you're winning everybody by seven in. points, everybody. Everyone happy. says right. all the time, "This is the best ever." Right? They always say, and didn't didn't I? I great reading it. your story, Malcolm from Malcolm. That this is the best ever. The best vibe best ever, the best environment, best, culture, best supportive, best best, exactly. best, 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 best. And those are the quotes you can copy and paste into your stories year after year after year. I don't know. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid too, but it feels you are different, drinking man. Kool-Aid, though. Like, you, so I saw that Andy Katz had him as a he had him as a dark horse Final Four team. One of the ten teams he listed. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid too. I've always thought that was. The possible, I, I'm I, n- not not predictable. That's not, I wouldn't predict. You'd be insane to predict it. Honestly, yeah. you'd be insane to predict it for almost any team. But certainly for a team that's not even ranked in the top twenty-five to begin the season, that would be insane. I wouldn't predict a uh, Sweet Sixteen. They should have been ranked though. I mean, I ranked them twenty-fifth, and yesterday we saw a ranked team. I thought right. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, um, you ranked them twenty-fifth, but I did. but like. That's a pretty small margin for error. Like, you ranked them 25th, sure. for God's sure. sakes. Yes. It's hard to be outraged if even you are ranking them 25th. So, um, they're not ranked. I wouldn't predict the uh, Sweet 16, but seems totally within the realm of possibility. You look at this, and it is within the realm of possibility that they're a Final Four team. Yeah, I think Sweet 16 is definitely within reach. Like you said, would I would I predict it? Would I no. Pre- would I bet the mortgage? No, probably not. But I think it's... I don't know if I had to if I had to pick one, right? Like you're pretty I, giddy. You're pretty giddy, Parth. You look pretty giddy. That was good basketball yesterday. I mean, is it is it perfect? No. Is it you know against the D two team with guys who are all six foot four, or six foot five? Yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, ball movement is ball movement, right? Shooting is shooting. Um, length and athleticism, you know, right. the, the eye test shows that no matter who you're playing, right? So. Um, We'll hear about DeAndre at some point, and then uh, Penny keeps this Mikey thing, keeps popping up, like, whatever. Um, what was his tone when he was talking about it the other day? Was he irked that he was being asked about it again, or was he like? No, um, I actually asked him the other day how it affected the program's image, right? Not mm-hmm. not what he wanted to do in terms right. of mentorship, because he can do that outside the Program. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have to wear a Memphis right, jersey. Exactly. Be, he uh, does mentor people outside the program. We see it. We yeah. see people coming in here and working with them all the time. Guys who have played on rival teams right, coming exactly, in here and working right, with them yeah. all the time. Um, you know, he didn't seem irked. I think he knows those questions are coming, especially now with this um, this trial about to begin here in December and, um, you know, the three felony charges being added. Uh, you know, he said that he doesn't feel it affects the program's image at all, Is are the words he used. Um, he thinks that you know, because Mikey Williams has not been proven guilty of anything that, you know, it's, it's, it's fair and it's reasonable to keep him on the roster and, and keep him enrolled at the University of Memphis, which I don't know if I agree with based no, on the, the witness testimony it's, it's, it's and based silly. on the stuff it's that's silly. come out since. It's silly. Uh, we've talked about it. Yeah, we have. But anyway, so you're <laughs> just to have this right. All right. You're putting your life savings on David Jones <laughs> beating the leading score. And you are hereby guaranteeing a Final Four for the Memphis Tigers. Did you hear that? That's how I heard it, Jeffrey. Didn't you hear it exactly the same way? Is that right? I I hope your listeners know that I did not (laughs) say any of that. You know, for those just tuning in in their cars or whatever, none of that came out of my mouth. But I do believe David Jones will be the leading scorer, and I do think this is a Sweet 16, uh, maybe Elite 8 team. You can uh, read Parth over at the Daily Memphis and follow him on Twitter slash X. Thank you, Parth. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, Right now, new customers can get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line to bet over at FanDuel. That's right, $5, just a $5 money line bet. You get $150 in bonus bets. Uh, so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. Easy to use, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. FanDuel.com slash Calkins. Uh, that's the uh, promo code that unlocks this offer for you. Uh, winning $5 money line bet gets you 150 bucks in bonus bets. Again, it's fanduel.com slash Calkins. Must be 21 or older, present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1 800 889 9789. Take a break. Back. Uh, we 
Don't have much time to talk about the NFL. I told you we needed 12 and a half hours, Jeffrey, but you couldn't make that happen. We'll be back for just the uh, a few more minutes when we return. It's Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellis, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Andy Wise here. Disaster restoration. Fire damage, water damage, storm damage. You think restoring property, right? No, it's about restoring people. And no one does that better than Service Master by Cornerstone. Family-owned, Memphis-based Service Master by Cornerstone won Franchise of the Year for how it saves businesses and restores families. And now it's expanded services to Jackson, Tennessee and DeSoto County. Make the wise choice for disaster cleanup that's in the people-building business. Service Master by Cornerstone. 901-RESPOND. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Hawkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Right, back on the Jeff Hawkins Show. Busy day with uh, Chris and Parth. We haven't talked a lot about the NFL, Jeffrey. Uh, uh, give me a uh, give me a power ranking, top five. How about that? How how hard is that right now? So, kind of tricky, isn't it? Correct. I'm still gonna put the Chiefs number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into the. You're gonna say, you're gonna say had it was flu. Mahomes had the flu game. Mahomes had the flu. That's he, not what's supposed to happen in a flu game. You're supposed to transcend the flu. You're not supposed to be brought down by the flu. Give up three touchdown passes. I don't think that had a lot to Russ. That didn't have a lot to do with Patrick Mahomes' flu. 24 to 9. That's embarrassing. It was in five turnovers. They were inept in they were inept in the red zone. I still think I'm putting them number one. Like I know we like to nitpick them, but they Who's higher in your power ranking? The 49ers or the Cowboys? We saw the 49ers destroy the Cowboys. The 49ers are now. I don't know if reeling, but two straight losses, if that counts as reeling. Three straight. The, three, straight three straight. Yeah, three straight losses counts as reeling. I think it does. And the Cowboys uh, 
hammer the Rams 43-20. I think the Cowboys have to be second have to be higher than the 49ers I'm, in your power ranking. I'm right? still willing to put the Niners higher because the two significant injuries that they have are Debo and Trent Williams, and I don't think that they're going to be out for extended right. periods of time. I am going to put the Eagles number two in my power rankings because at a certain point, like they've been remarkably consistent this year. Do I think they pop as much as they did last year? No, but I also think that might be a product of they're playing a tougher schedule through this part of the season than they did last year. They fall behind by two scores. They just, like, they kept it simple, and A.J. Brown has been just an absolute monster. We saw the the ghost of Julio Jones make a play yesterday. Devontae Smith's now starting to That was good with Halloween and all. Correct. We also – it could have been a spooky could have been a spooky Sunday mm-hmm. for the Eagles, and they didn't allow it. Then I'm going to – I'm still going to put the Niners up there. I'm starting to really like the Ravens, even though yesterday I had Baltimore minus 9.5, and, and Jeff, that is the type of beat in the gambling community <laughs> that you'll never forget. That – there was like seven different ways that I could have won that bet, and it never happened. That's one that still stacks with me. However, I think they're really solid, and they're starting to get. They're starting to get. How a, about actual, the Dolphins? I still want to see the Dolphins. The Dolphins against a good team have a quality right. performance. They beat the hell out of bad teams. Correct, and like I, I give them credit for that. But like I want to see them when they go up against a team that they're going to have to play in the playoffs. I want to see them have. A consistent performance. Also, with the Dolphins, important to note, they're dealing with injuries. I think that's been the largest takeaway for me this whole year. This and, whole and, and the Bengals now we're taking the Bengals more seriously again because it appears that Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow. Joe again. Burrow started to look like Joe Burrow again. How much stock do you put in Will Levis's uh, magnificent debut? Uh, four touchdowns, no picks, hundred and thirty plus passer rating, uh, two hundred thirty eight yards. Um, I put stock into it in the sense that he gave them a spark. And he, as a downfield passer, he gives them something that Tannehill does not. I still think that a lot of what I was watching was daring Will Levis to beat him with a lot of single coverage. Like, it was very bold to sit there and go, we're just going to single up DeAndre Hopkins. And By the way, that's an atrocious loss for the Falcons. That was a brutal loss. But, the, I mean, the other thing is, it's like, was the Taylor Heineke move really concussion protocol, or was that a move saying we're finally done with the Desmond Ritter experience because I do think Heineke offers more to them than Ritter does, even though I know Heineke is just kind of a It is interesting how why injuries are so big. Obviously, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Achilles. I mean, yesterday was a, like, did a quarterback not get hurt? Like, that? if you if you got through a game with your quarterback not getting hurt, it felt like a win. And then we had... uh... And then we had Chargers-Bears last night. Yep. Which was so brutal that you ended up watching MLS soccer. Well, not on TV one, but I did have, I had the MLS playoffs and it good. Going. Yeah, the scenes were great. Shout out to Cincinnati. Like, they had a nuts scene. St. Louis had a wild scene, but Kansas City came in and just, like, blitzed them. But great scenes. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Jeffrey, what is coming up next? Here's what's coming up next. Jeff, here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Jason Fitz will join him. At 125, Jason Munns will join us today on Giannato and Jeffrey. Jeff, of course, will join Gabe at 5 o'clock. Don't forget, Grizzlies pregame at 6.30. Tip off with Eric at 7 o'clock. I spoke at uh, Grace St. Uh, uh, Luke's uh, church yesterday downtown, and uh, someone came up to me afterwards and said, would you and Jeffrey please stop talking over one another? Mm. And to that, I would say we'll try to do better tomorrow, Jeffrey. (laughs) Yeah. It's what we do. Thanks for listening. Back tomorrow. Uh, For now, work is done. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. 
die. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call Granger for the ones who get it done. Warning. The following Zaxby's ad may contain messaging upsetting to Philadelphians. Zaxby's took the iconic Philly sandwich, the quote-unquote perfect Philly sandwich, and made it perfecter by putting fried chicken on it. That's right, fried chicken on a Philly. And while Philadelphia might find it offensive, you can find it at your local Zaxby's. Finally, the Philly done right. Woo, saucy! Zaxby's. When you think of Medicare Advantage, you may think of your doctor's office. But what if your plan offered care that went beyond to your grocery store, where a healthy grocery allowance turns eating well into living well, or on your street, where you get help with transportation to a checkup? Medicare Advantage plans from WellPoint. Your whole health is our whole point. Services are provided by